Radio.News. I'm Randall James, your nondescript NPC, and with me is Tyler Kramstra. Hi, everybody. <laughs> do, do you want to click that one again? No, I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. All right. And I've been faithful, so there we go. I'm Random Powell. <laughs> Good evening. All right. Uh, we have a special guest with us here tonight from Griffin & Gargoyle, Daniel Caldwell. Hi, I'm Daniel Caldwell. I'm the CEO and one of the founding partners of the Griffin & Gargoyle Experience, opening in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin in March 2024. Awesome. And we also have uh, Michael Paylor. Hi there. I'm Michael Paylor. I'm the creative director for Griffin & Gargoyle and the other half of the founding partners for this project. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. It's great to have you. So, Tyler, what are we doing tonight? Well, we're going to talk about the Griffin & Gargoyle. We have the founders here to tell us all about the cool project and... And if you haven't checked out the website, you really should, because they've got some very, very pretty mock-ups of what this thing's going to look like. And I'm honestly just excited to hear more details. The Griffin and Gargoyle, this project, what is it all about? The, the Griffin and Gargoyle is going to be an immersive restaurant experience celebrating the genre of fantasy in the birthplace of the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game. We are looking to channel some of the best things about tabletop role-playing and incorporate them all into a physical space that will take you through an experience of cultural tourism as you uh, step into our living fantasy world. Yeah, that sounds amazing. What is the vision? What will this experience be like? That's a, a pretty broad set of answers. Um, <laughs> the, the, the ultimate vision is, is community. Uh, it's bringing together a broad swath of people who have various interests in the tabletop, creation, storytelling genre, getting them all in one place and letting them not just experience, but also participate. Uh, we want them to, to be able to sit down, no matter what their level of interest or expertise, and be able to actually engage with the living world that we're creating and not just feel like they're a part of the story, but actually actually know that they're having an impact on the the collective story that we're all telling. I want to step in here because I I am often the voice of collective storytelling in this podcast. And I want to say, what exactly does that mean to you? And when you say that they're participating, I, I have been to SCA events. I have been to another restaurant, actually, that claims to be doing sort of the same thing that you're doing, although less of a focus on the tabletop uh, fantasy and, and the, the tabletop game and more just generic fantasy. So when you say that there is storytelling going on, what does customer engagement look like for that? Sure. Well, let me start with sharing a little bit. One of the areas that we really drew inspiration from were immersive experiences like Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. But we think that they're doing something wrong. When you go to one of those places you know what you're going to get. You have canon material that these people have worked from. You're going to meet the characters that you knew from the book. You can dress up like you're from the world, but you're never really going to be able to step into that world and feel like you have your own physical presence. So what we're taking is that the best parts of D&D where you're sitting around a table, you're collaborating to tell a story, and we're finding mechanisms for the customer to develop their own fantasy character and invest themselves in the world that we're creating through storylines that happen, A, over the course of an evening, but B, seasonally, as we continue to tell our story from event to event and from season to season as time goes on. But uh, Michael, as creative director, I'm sure you have a few things that you can share as well. 
Absolutely. Yeah, we have a wonderful set of creatives, storytellers, authors, uh, a whole bunch of artists from a whole bunch of disciplines all working together to help us flesh out quite a lot of lore, which I'm very excited about it. Um, I, I love the world building element myself and being able to really detail out the lore and construction of this world is, is huge. But the other thing they're helping us do is plot out, as Dan said, seasonal events that track through years of real-time storytelling. Customers, as they come in, are going to be able to actually participate in those events at levels that make them comfortable. You bring grandma, and she doesn't necessarily want to commit to really participating with the actors. She doesn't have to at all. But people who have been gaming for their entire lives will be able to actually dig into the events and the stories that, uh, that we're presenting through our actors. That really actually, that sounds really exciting to me. Is, is it a situation where like when I come in with my group, are we having an experience on our own or is everybody in the hall or everybody like in a larger room having the same experience simultaneously? Yeah, the short answer to that is yes. Um, okay. you, you will have the opportunity to kind of have your own bubble worth of uh, adventuring party all to yourself. But there is a much larger storyline that's going on inside the tavern and inside the, the various event rooms that we have uh, available within. You'll also have the opportunity, as Dan said before, to create your own individualized character, which can provide recognition within the tavern, uh, which will let you not necessarily level up, but certainly have your experiences tracked so that people will recognize you as uh, as you continue through the storyline. And just to expound on that a little bit, we will have live entertainment at the Griffin and Gargoyle as well. Our, our plan is to have a house band that is playing fantasy music throughout the course of the evening, and there will be essentially an MC role playing sort of the room and, and getting people, drawing them into that participation uh, element as well, but each table you'll be interacting with your servers and the bartenders walking by. And we are working with a scenic design group to actually write some of the story into the architecture of the space. So we're going to have a 38,000 square foot building with wow. lots of different areas there. And there are going to be lots of avenues for you to explore. And there, there are clues and cues throughout the space that help you delve into the history of the Griffin and Gargoyle, why it's there, who the adventurers were that founded the Griffin and Gargoyle, and why they chose this spot in particular. Ultimately, the story is going to be as deep as you want it to be. So I, I guess I have a question towards this. We talked a little bit like a restaurant, a little bit like an experience, closer to like kind of LARPing in, in a building. Will it be something where like I book and I say I'm going to be there from three to seven? Is it something where I just, as long as I have a table and I'm ordering food, I can continue to have the experience? Our expectation is that there will be a period of time that people are at their table, probably about two hours or so, going through their meal, interacting, and enjoying that main space. Then we expect that there are going to be a lot of opportunities for roaming the rest of the building as well. We're going to have our curated curiosity space. That's our wizard's antiquity shop, uh, which is going to have a variety of magical items for the adventurer in need. Uh, we have the Gnome Alchemist, which is our steampunk-themed molecular mixology bar. There are going to be some really cool desserts up there as well. And then in the lower level, we have, of course, our 12 axe-throwing lanes. So if you feel like booking some axe-throwing before you have your meal, you can do that for an hour, or you can do it after you're nice and schnockered up from the Gnome Alchemist. And <laughs> just be careful that you don't challenge the barbarian to, to a competition, because he doesn't take it lightly. 
I'm, I'm already imagining like trying to book for a solstice night, like four years out and not being able to get in because this is going to be the place where everybody wants to be. Yeah. When you're asking if people should book tables, that too is an easy answer of yes. I would imagine reservations <laughs> are going to be uh, tough to come by. Okay. Let's say I'm, I'm in town for one night and may never get to come back to Lake Geneva. So I, I'm there for a convention like Gary Con or something. And I've heard tons of wonderful things about the Griffin and Gargoyle. And I come in, and I'm going to have this singular experience with the Griffin and Gargoyle. I'm probably never going to come back. What will that experience be like for me? I'm going to say you're wrong already. You're going to come back to Garycon again, <laughs> and you're going to go back to the Griffin and Gargoyle. I certainly hope so, but entertain hypothetical with me. So like, right. I come in, my character is Joe the Potato Farmer, and I want to experience this thing to the fullest. Our vision is that you will have had opportunities to interact with the Griffin and Gargoyle even before you come, whether it is through opportunities on our Discord server, whether it's through our, our social media, or through unveiled elements of our website that are not currently there yet. We want you to have a connection to the ongoing story and to your own character prior to even coming in. So our vision is that as you, Joe the Potato Farmer, walk in, you can check in and we recognize you and you are announced as Joe the Potato Farmer, slayer of the Dragon of Angnar, back in his potato farm field. And welcome to the Griffin and Gargoyle. And we'll give you a round of applause and a cheer as you come in. Uh, and welcome you into the experience. If you're coming with friends, uh, we're going to have a, a few different things that you can do. A, you can book a four-course meal and a tabletop role-playing experience. Mm. We're going to have six private rooms on the second floor of the building outfitted with tabletop tables by Hammered Game Tables and Dan Fisher and outfitted with terrain by Stefan Picorni of Dwarven Forge. And we're going to have an experience that you guys can go from character creation through a whole adventure over the course of a four-course meal. So if you're really looking to to do something to commemorate that night, that's the sort of thing you're going to be looking to do. Okay, okay I'm, I'm sold. So my, my, <laughs> my wife likes tabletop gaming a little bit, but she likes a fine dining experience a lot. So I want to ask, what's what's the menu going to be like? What are we talking about? Uh, our menu is going to be pretty expansive. Uh, we have a wonderful food and beverage director that we're working with right now, Bill Suplanda, who is working with us to generate quite a large menu set, all, of course, in-world and all fitting in with the lore and the experience that we're looking to provide, but also catering to a wide variety of tastes, interests, but also accessibility levels in terms of people's diets and, and what they're able to eat. There are going to be vegan, vegetarian options, gluten-free options. Uh, basically, anyone in your adventuring party is welcome. We want everyone there. Uh, we want them all to have a fantastic time. Fine dining is definitely at the forefront of our mind as we're planning this experience. Our guiding star for that is familiar things done in a fantastic way or fantastically strange dishes that when you sit down and actually eat them are familiar and, and delicious to enjoy. Absolutely. And with the Gnome Alchemist, of course, if you're looking for something a little bit more magical, molecular gastronomy, if you haven't had the opportunity to check it out, it is genuine magic with food. Uh, it's going to be definitely for the, the discerning customer, the discerning patron, it's going to be quite an experience. Yeah, that sounds really exciting. I guess I, I want to ask the question I'm hoping for our listeners, you could tell us a little bit. Can we have a preview of like, what kind of arc of story are we looking at? 
Yeah, absolutely. There's not a lot that we can reveal at the moment. Obviously, no. we don't want to give away <laughs> secrets. Uh, you're either, I have to try. Yeah, it's always worth a shot. Uh, you're absolutely <laughs> welcome to come and delve into the lore and the storyline once we get opened, uh, explore every nook and cranny, find every uh, secret door and entrance, and uh, hunt down all that information for yourself. What I can let you know, though, the you, you just threw secret doors in there and you're not going to explore that for us? <laughs> nope. Not at all. Oh. <laughs> roll, all right. uh, roll for investigation? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what I can let you know, though, is that the Griffin and Gargoyle was started by a group of five adventurers uh, for reasons of their own. They built on a site that was extremely important to them uh, for reasons that you may or may not uncover. And over the course of many years, they've developed a loyal following of patrons, adventurers who have all come to the Griffin and Gargoyle Tavern to seek out companionship, a base of operations, and the best food they can possibly find. The world that we have built is entirely entirely homebrew, custom, and living and breathing. Um, this is a story that uh, that is going to blow you away when you get to experience it. I'm constantly amazed by the, the group of creatives that we have helping on this project. Just to give you a, just a touch of sense of the depth of this world, the universe of Ilza crew that we're creating has its own numbering and counting system, which goes all the way to timekeeping. And it has its entire own uh, language as well and written language for that as well. So uh, all of that, more details will be coming as time goes on. Oh, that sounds exciting. So you've talked about the creatives and you've talked about the folks helping you develop your menu, helping you develop your bar. Do, have you started to identify like the staff who are actually going to bring this experience to life? We're a little bit early for a lot of the day-to-day -day staff that are going to be helping uh, with the project. We're currently in the pre-construction phase. We're working with our architecture firm, Shive Hattery, who are responsible for the fantastic renderings that you've seen all over the internet. They have done a beautiful job, and it's actually amazing. So for uh, GaryCon next year, they're going to come out. These renderings actually exist in a 3D environment. So what we're going to do is set up a virtual reality headset, and you can actually walk through the Griffin and Gargoyle before it it's even open. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to set up a place at Gary Khan for that uh, for next year. So if you make it out, uh, we will, we will be there. Yeah. And actually, I guess we've beaten around it. So when is the Griffin and Gargoyle going to open? Sure. Uh, we are opening in March of 2024 in celebration and in concert with the 50th anniversary of the creation of the Dungeons and Dragons role-playing in the town where it was born. So Lake Geneva, Wisconsin is once again going to be a, the go-to location for geeks from around the country and the world. You've referenced Dungeons and Dragons a few times. Are you going to be like trying to make this something officially licensed with Wizards of the Coast, where you are using some of the the characters? I know that you said that everything was kind of custom so far, but you know some of the mechanics are things that are part part of maybe just beyond. Uh, the SRD that's really available. So I'm, I'm curious about that. That's an awesome question. This is an entirely homebrew world. This is an entirely individual experience. We are not tying ourselves to the, the Dungeons Dragons canon in any way. And that's, that's actually a, a conscious choice. We want the Freeman to be able to develop in our own directions. We want to be able to tell our own story. Uh, this is something that we want to be able to, to share with the people who come out and visit to help us tell this story. And uh, we want to feel... Uh, as though everyone who walks through the door has has kind of a, a piece of that. And that's not something we can do if we tie ourselves to uh, somebody else. And it, But it does feel, like, fantastic to be in Lake Geneva, like the kind of the home of the largest tabletop gaming world, or largest tabletop gaming game in the world. Maybe the universe. We don't know yet. We'll find <laughs> out one day. 
And yeah, so to open this experience in Lake Geneva, yeah, that absolutely sounds amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Dungeons & Dragons has opened the door to so many people to explore so many different things. The The ability to collaboratively tell stories, the ability to sit down with your friends, become someone else for a while, save the world, uh, make a lot of mistakes, doom the world. I don't know your party, and I'm certainly <laughs> not going to judge. But the ability to, to really sit there and build empathy with other people, make those very real connections that goes so far beyond just one game it goes to the very heart of the human experience and that's what we really want to tap into that's what we want to set free and we'd love to do it in honor of this one thing that's that's basically all of us free and set us on fire no that's amazing so i I think the folks at home are sitting and listening to this and i think they're excited and they want to have this experience as soon as it's available What can folks do to support you today? Well, to start uh, getting involved with our social media, uh, following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Griffin and Gargoyle. Joining us in our Discord server, we have a growing community there that we are going to be engaging with and bouncing ideas off and sharing snippets of the story as it's able to be released. That's going to be the ground zero for uh, finding out information about the project as it continues to grow. Then as we hit next year, GaryCon is going to be another sort of kickoff for our project, uh, we're looking at releasing our Kickstarter campaign at that time to have opportunities for the general public to participate in the growth of the project. Uh, so there's a lot more information on that to come as we go. Okay, so a little bit of hard-hitting journalism. Can I get you to commit to coming back when the Kickstarter launches 100%. so that we can talk about it? Well, Absolutely. Okay, that'd be fantastic. And, and just for folks at home, we will have links to the Discord server, to the website itself, um, to all the content that we're talking about so far. We'll have links in the show notes. You'll be able to follow that from home. Yeah, that's exciting. Okay, so you said you're in pre-planning phases for building this thing. Do you have a location picked out? Like, wh- how far along are we? What What's the next step? Like, sure. inside details, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. So uh, we are building on 26 acres of commercial property that has been donated to the project by Paul Glanz, owner of Imagine Entertainment, uh, from out by you in the Detroit area over there. I helped Imagine Entertainment take their building through a $5 million renovation. It's a first-run cinema there. And it came with 26 extra acres of land. And initially they thought about selling it, but the only interested party was for a shooting range. And they're like, yeah, I don't think that that's what we want uh, next to our movie theater. So in conversations with Paul and, and sharing a little bit with him about my vision for this project... Uh, He said, you know what, if you can get the capital to put the building on the land, I will donate that property to you. So that really jump-started this project back in early 2020, right before the pandemic all hit. And, of course, the theater then went quiet for the summer, and I dedicated myself. I said, you know what, Griffin and Gargoyle is my full-time job for the the, the time being. So I delved deeply into the business planning and, and building that revenue model for a successful business. We've been working with Greenwood State Bank to finalize the $7 million construction loan that they'll be providing. And then we're supplementing that with another 4 to $6 million from subordinated investors uh, as we go here and then from the Kickstarter when we open next year. So our general contractors, Freedy and Associates, are looking to begin the site work in spring of next year. And then it's just going to be rocking and rolling as we go uh, toward 2024. That's awesome. Okay, so I'm, I just want to nerd out for a second, uh, and I apologize because this is probably a strange question. 
how do you find a general contractor? It's like, what do we want to build? We want to build a magic castle for people to have adventures <laughs> in. Like, what was that like? It started with me creating this document to, to send out to these general contractors saying, hey, guys, this is what I'm looking to build. <laughs> and it, just to see how many of them would be so scared that they, they wouldn't even respond. But then I got this contact from Freedy and Associates, and they're like, you know what? We've done all the construction for the Kalahari Resorts in Wisconsin Dells, and our, our company's tagline is, we do weird well. And in talking to Scott, the, the head of, of that company, they understand the, the Disney angle, and they understand the Dells angle, and it, it, we're striking a really cool balance between doing that Disney element, but saving the funds where we can so that instead of a $100 million Disney project, we're able to do all of this for between 11 and $13 million. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned Kickstarter as one of the sources of your funding. So I love a good Kickstarter. Have you thought about backer rewards at all yet? Yes. Yeah? Can you give us a hint? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they're going to be... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't give a lot away uh, at this point. That's fair. Um, but there, there are going to be multiple levels of, uh, of potential patronage, obviously, uh, with various opportunities. It's going to be stuff that's very familiar to you. Lots of opportunities to uh, to potentially have access to merchandise. Uh, lots of opportunities to possibly participate in uh, various games or other creative storytelling offerings. At the moment, we're keeping details reasonably quiet because we want it to be pretty explosive and really exciting when it launches. But there, there's going to be a lot on there that's going to pique your interest. And uh, one thing I, I can bring up and mention is uh, on the property, uh, you know, we have our 38,000-square-foot building, but we're also going to have an elven wedding outbuilding and 60 by 90 foot event field for people to host their, their weddings and special events. As soon as the images went wide and online, we were getting messages and tons of messages about uh, when can I book my wedding there? When can I book my <laughs> wedding there? So we're, we're looking at the potential for putting a couple of those slots into the Kickstarter as well. Uh, so that people can book those actual spots uh, at, ahead of time. Okay, what I just heard you commit to is that some lucky Kickstarter out there who donates the right amount of money is going to be able to be the first wedding ever at the Griffin and Gargoyle. Is that what I heard? That is that is indeed what you heard. That sounds amazing. And of course, on an elven timeline, so perfect. <laughs> Three years, right? <laughs> I, I I just have to say, I am very excited about the prospect of this sort of inclusive or like extremely encapsulated experience. I looked through the website, but I didn't see it. It seems like this is intended to be the restaurant, the downstairs, the exploration. Do you have any plans to try and also do lodging at any point as part of this experience? Or is that just too much of a logistical nightmare for the time being our plan is to execute on this restaurant and immersive experience center uh lake geneva is known for having a number of luxury resorts and so we we have a number of options for the the discerning customer to to stay at we are looking at don't don't commit me on on this (laughs) but we may have a trolley that may be steampunk themed that may go around to the area resorts to to take people to and from the, the Griffin and Gargoyle. That is wonderful. Okay. If you could make that happen, that does sound like something that would be absolutely amazing. So you mentioned the, the 3D experience at Gary Con next year. 
if I have a a VR headset at home, will that be available to me if I, for whatever reason, can't fly around the world to reach GaryCon? I can't speak to that yet. I, I may have more information on that in the future, but for the, the time being, it's just going to be at GaryCon. Okay. Get your tickets now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds like it's something that's worth showing up to, huh? All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. We really have appreciated it. I'm Randall James. You can find me at AmateurJack.com and on Twitter and Instagram at JackAmateur. I'm Tyler Campster. You'll find me at RPGBot.net, on Facebook and Twitter at RPGBOTDOTNET, Patreon.com slash RPGBot. I'm Randall Powell. You will probably eventually find me at GaryCon at this place, um, but in general, you're really only going to find me on social media here at RPGBot.net. And uh, perhaps where people play games as Harlequin or Harlequint. I'm Daniel Colwell, CEO of Griffin and Gargoyle. You can find me online uh, through our Discord uh, or through facebook.com forward slash Griffin and Gargoyle. And I'm Michael Paler, creative director for the Griffin and Gargoyle Project. You can find me in all of those same places. Please do hunt me down and ask me so many lore questions on our Discord. I will answer some of them. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us for the RPGBot.news, episode six, the seventh episode. All of the links, the Discord links we talked about, the website, everything, we're going to have linked into the show notes, so you're going to be able to find anything that you want to know that's also publicly available about the Griffin and Gargoyle. Thanks a lot, folks. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there are a couple of those things. Like, even, like, I was a little hesitant to ask. It's like, so are we allowed to get up from our table? <laughs> What's this going to be? Because <laughs> the answer is like, nine, nine, <laughs> sit back down. <laughs> <laughs>